0: In this episode, we are discussing the healing modality called the Emotion Code. We go into all the components of it, including muscle testing, trapped emotion, frequency, and more. And we even look into the creator. Hi, I'm Heather Wood, and I'm an intuition and ego expert.
1: And I'm Jamie Hayhurst, and I'm an energy healer.
0: We're both passionate about smashing the patriarchy, integrity in the spiritual world, and social justice. This is the Intuitive Girl's Guide. Hey Jamie, I think we should talk about the emotion code today. What do you think?
1: Yeah, let's do that.
0: The emotion code is this really interesting modality that I don't think many people know about.
1: No, I don't think that many people know about it, but I think once you do know about it, it's pretty cool.
0: I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. So Let's get started with what it is and who created it. Okay. So the emotion code was created by somebody called Dr. Bradley Nelson, and he is a holistic chiropractor and physician. Okay. When I tell you more about what the emotion code is, it totally makes sense to me that it was created by a chiropractor more on that later right so basically what this modality is is it's the idea that you can release what they refer to as trapped emotions and the energies from those emotions from your body exactly and that the the idea is that those trapped emotions are creating ease, right disease pain um, and also affecting the way that you think, um, the choices you make, and your success. Very similar to when we talk about like limitations and blocks, but sort of giving them more of a physical component. Exactly. So trapped emotions. There's a list, and I'm going to talk about the the chart or the charts in a you know as we get further in. But basically, the idea is that when you go through experiences in your life you are dealing with some of your emotions and not dealing with others. I think that's natural for every human.
1: Yeah. I think we have to do that to survive a lot of times.
0: (laughs) Right. Right. And there's also times where you're not capable of it. Like when you're a young child or something, you don't have the emotional intelligence yet to really process things completely. Right. Right. So the idea of this is that as you're going through life, these emotions are getting stuck in your body and certain parts of your body correlate with certain emotions. Exactly. That all tracks when you look at, basically any healing modality throughout time like people were always noticing a correlation between certain parts and different emotions and things they don't always agree on what those are but i would say that's not anything brand new here no now the idea of releasing them in the way that the emotion code does is unique i think exactly very unique but the idea that you are are holding on to different energies in your body and that they're causing dis-ease again, I'm saying it purposely enunciating it that way. Right. Um, that is something that I feel like humans have been doing since the dawn of time.
1: Right. And I, I feel like all of this stuff that we talk about when we talk about emotion code is sort of the, like, remember in the Reiki episode that we talked about how energy does what energy does and it has to be released in certain ways, but there's Never one particular way to do that. There's all these different modalities that you can use. You can use Reiki to release trapped emotions, or you can use acupuncture to do that, or you could use the emotion code to do that. It's like whatever path you find yourself on or whatever works best for you, but they're all doing the same energetic job.
0: Exactly. And if I was to just like give my own opinion here, I'd say- try a lot of them. I don't think anyone should rely solely on one healing practice or one healing modality. I don't think that's a great idea. I think if you don't, if some don't feel good to you, if intuitively you're not, you're not loving something, don't do it. There's plenty of others. But I think, I think like trying different things and being open to them and um, doing a motion code and then going to get Reiki and then maybe going to like a, a mental health practitioner like do all of it then go to a a a western medicine doctor like do all of the things for your health i think that's really smart agreed going back to these trapped emotions in the emotion code they they are mostly stored in like your organs right so there's other body parts too but when you're when you're looking for them which we'll talk about how you do that in a minute And when you're looking to release them, most of the emotions that you're looking at are correlating to an organ in your body. So like your liver or your spleen or your stomach, um, there are definitely ones that are like the legs, the arms, the head, like certainly, but there seems to be more of a concentration on like your major organs.
1: Yeah. And I think, I feel like when you start to learn about the organs and how they relate to energy and what feelings and emotions the organ store. I feel like for a lot of people that's a big sort of clicking moment where it's this big aha moment for people.
0: Yeah, when you look up what sort of energy correlates with like like let's say for a second that you're having a lung issue. Like you're like why does my chest and my lungs hurt? <laughs>
2: right.
0: Exactly. And you look that up and you see that a lot of times that represents grief. People have this shocked, right. shooky moment of, oh, that's really right. And you, you get to watch that in a person when they, when they do that. And the sooner you sort of embrace that, I think the faster you can be at like processing whatever like energetic components are going on and and moving through them.
1: Yeah, exa- exactly. You can speed that process up by a lot, but I think we also don't, we're not taught that emotions. I mean, we don't really learn about emotions very well in this country, but we certainly don't learn that they can take up space in your physical body. And it only makes sense when you think about if you're feeling emotions, you're feeling that inside your skin, in your body, it would only make sense that you would trap emotions in certain places. And it's such a big moment when you, when you get that, because it really is sort of a cheat code for healing.
0: Absolutely. Just think about when you get nervous for a minute and people say you have butterflies in your stomach. Right. It, it's because that's literally where you hold that energy of nervousness. Is exactly. in so it, this isn't, you know, like, oh, this is a really outside of the, you know, box thing. It's just that in the more holistic spiritual world, it's a little bit more obvious and more stated than I feel like in muggle world, it's a little bit like sneakier, like, oh, it's just weird that everyone gets a bellyache when they're nervous. And like the people in the holistic world are like, it's not weird. Actually, that's where you exactly. start.
1: makes sense.
0: Yeah. yeah. I'd also like to say here, I, I say this PSA a lot, but I will continue to say it forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you aren't because you didn't pro- properly process an emotion. You aren't to blame for having an illness or an injury. Yes. Yes. This is important. I don't, I don't like that connotation that gets attached to stuff a lot as if you have called in something really terrible and it's your fault because you either asked for a divine lesson or, um, you know, Oh, I didn't, when I was two, I didn't do a good job processing that tough experience. So now I'm, you know, stuck with this major illness. I don't, I don't believe that. And I don't like that agreed and it's it's like
1: an energetic victim blaming like you asked for this or or why did you call this into you it's it's like saying someone asked to be raped but like you know what I mean it's like the energetic version of that there's yeah so so
0: why did you why did you called that lesson to you and it gives me real cult vibes if you haven't listened to our cult episodes yes please do' yes. Um, <laughs> What do we call it? It's a little bit culty. It's kind of culty, a little bit culty. Yeah, go listen to that. But that's one of the things that they do. They blame people for their own trauma and the own t- their own tough things. Now, listen, you you can't be a passive person in your own healing or your own shit. Like you. Yeah. You have to take some accountability, not for something bad happening to you, but for moving through it. Of course, I'm not trying to say, you know, you're off the hook completely for everything. But what I am saying is don't read this, at least the way Jamie and I are presenting it as, oh, because you did a bad job processing emotion, you like called that pain or that illness to you. That's not what we're saying. No,
1: we're saying that your body is letting you know that it's having an issue somewhere. And so that pain that you're feeling isn't your fault. It's just your body's way of red flagging you and saying, hey, we've got some trapped stuff in here that we need you to move. And until you move it, every the whole system is jammed. There's no blame in that. It's just your body trying to regulate itself.
0: Exactly. Just think of it as everything that's going on has an energetic component as well as an outside world component. Like everything has it. I like to think of it this way. If you go through something and there's some emotions that you haven't processed and you're like, you haven't fully dealt with it. You're not calling anything to you. You're just maybe having a door a little more open that something could happen. So for example, let's say this happens frequently. So I'll use myself as an example. Let's say I fall down and twist my ankle and hurt it. Cause you know, I do that all the time. I am an ankle twister. That is true. Okay. So I fall down and twist an ankle. I'm not going to sit there and go, I called this upon myself because I didn't process an emotion. That doesn't make sense. I'm just clumsy. I was not paying attention to what I was doing and mm-hmm. I have weak, stupid ankles, right? Like, But while I'm healing the ankle and recognizing that there was a physical component, like I I ran outside in my husband's shoes or like I did something where I wasn't paying attention while I'm healing it. I also want to look at what energetically might have been attached that maybe the door was a bit more open for something like that to come through. Does that make sense? Yes, exactly. And and what do I need to learn from this? Not
1: how do I blame myself, yes. but what can I take from this? Like if if you're going to have a sprained ankle, you might as well at least learn something from it and, and like feel better, do better next time,
0: you know? Yeah, and it kind of gives you a little power back in my opinion, because it's like, yeah. well, I got to sit here with ice on it and it elevated for a couple weeks or whatever. Right. <laughs> If it's me, it's probably an hour. I should do it more. I'm not bragging. That's not a compliment. That's a, a diss to myself. But yeah. but instead of just waiting for it to heal, I like the idea of going, well, what energetically can I work on that will speed up this process?
1: Exactly. I love that.
0: Okay. So a big part of the emotion code also is something called the heart wall. Yes. So this is the idea that around your heart is like sort of an energetic wall formed um, to keep you safe Mm -hmm. because you're feeling lack of love or having trouble with the emotion of love for some reason. And that this wall that you've created to keep yourself safe is actually interrupting your flow of receiving and giving love now. Right. And the idea is that this can also be broken down and released. Right. Okay. If I'm going to keep going through this, but I want to say here, Jamie and I are not emotion code practitioners. We are not certified. So you're hearing this from people who have read the book and had emotion code done to them and done research on it. Right. Exactly. (laughs) So know that. There is a book called The Emotion Code by Dr. Bradley Nelson that I think it's a pretty cool book. We both read it. I like it. I, I would recommend it if you think this is interesting. Agree. Yeah. Check it out. There's all kinds of stuff in there about it. Let's talk about what it's like to sort of experience emotion code or to do emotion code. Now, you're supposed to be an emotion code practitioner to use this practice. Yes. So I want, I'm going to tell you about the components of it and kind of how it's done. And I am kind of purposely leaving out, like, I'm not going to post the chart Correct. that you can get, because I, I want to respect the fact that this is some people's, like what they do for a living and that you should pay a practitioner to do this for you.
1: Right. Same with acupuncture or Reiki. You wouldn't just start like poking pins in yourself
0: without yeah. a practitioner. Right. Don't just like start emotion coding, everybody, you know, probably not the greatest idea, but if you wanted to play with it a little bit on your, like on your own self, I think that like to experiment with it. Cool. Um, And you can Google, you can find a lot of the charts. I was actually kind of alarmed by how much on YouTube I could find that were like for practitioners and from the course that people had posted. So I I just want to say, I'm not sharing anything that I couldn't find publicly on the course creator of this methods, um, website.
1: Yeah. I think that's the, that's the way to hold integrity through this is to be respectful of the practice and the practitioner. Exactly.
0: So these are all things that I found there. And then I think will give you an idea of the components of it. And then if you're interested in it, I would say, grab the book. Agreed. Okay. So a big part of one of the major components of this is something I love. You can already probably see me getting excited, Jay. (laughs) It, it is muscle testing.
1: Yes, which is not exclusive to no. emotion coding.
0: No. In fact, outside of like me and you who just kind of like to use muscle testing for fun, most of the other people I know who know about muscle testing or use it are chiropractors. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So that's one of the other reasons why I think when you hear about this, it makes a lot of sense that a chiropractor would have come up with this method. Right. But muscle testing, if you don't know about it, is bananas cool. Yep, it is cool. So let me give you an overview of like what the process is. And then I want to just break down some of the components. Okay. Okay. So you use muscle testing. And you use like uh, some questions that you ask. And you have a chart. And then you also can use frequencies. I'm going to go through all of these elements of this. But these are all components of this. And so somebody would muscle test list, ask a list of questions using the chart to find out what the answers are. And when they found out what it was, it would determine the emotion that you had that was needed to be released. That was wrapped. And then they would use a magnet over what's called the govern governing meridian in your body, which um, is like kind of like at the part of your hairline, if you parted it in the middle, Um, And you would go over your head with the magnet and release and then muscle test to see if it was released. That's sort of what's happening. Yes. That's like your overview. But let's talk about these components a little bit. So let's start with the muscle testing, which is my fave. Right. So there's three main ways to muscle test. I thought I would describe them to you. But I also want to encourage people to go look them up. You can find these. Like Jamie said, this is not exclusive to the emotion code. Muscle testing has been around for a bajillion years. Right. It's, it's not new. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> okay. So the first way is my favorite way to introduce people to muscle testing. And when I speak places, I love to make people do this because it blows people's minds. Exactly. Exactly. So this is called the sway test. Mm-hmm. So I would like to say that there are different ways to do the sway test. And depending on which modality you are introduced to muscle testing through, you might do it differently. Like some people who use a pendulum, which is what a sway test is kind of very similar to, right. will, will do this slightly differently. There is not a wrong way or right way. I say just do the way that you like. Yes, exactly. Okay. So what you do is you stand up. You put your feet like together, and then I just step them a teeny bit apart. They're less than hips-width apart. Yeah. But you're standing up straight and solid. And what you're going to do is you're going to say something or, or ask a question and see which way your body sways to get an answer. Mm-hmm. So the way that I do it is I have like the plane of front and back. If I swayed to the front or if I swayed backwards standing up, that that would be a yes, a true, or like in alignment with whatever yeah. I say. That's fine too. If you go side to side, like if you swayed to the left or to the right, it would mean no negative, not in alignment, doesn't match up. Try again. If it's a magic eight ball, it's like cannot compute. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Ask again later. Right. Um, So, that is an, you can absolutely use that method with this. It is super fun. And I think the best way to start learning how to muscle test, in my opinion. Exactly. It is, however, not very practical to do it out in the world because you look like a weirdo.
1: Right. You're like the leaning tower of (laughs) Pisa.
0: It's very weird. But if you want to do it, if you're at home right now listening, Or if you're driving, you can, you can scoot back to this part later, but what you're, I'm going to give you something to do. This is the first example I give everyone, stand up, you can close your eyes. I like to do that. You can keep them open. If that freaks you out, it's whatever your preference is Uh and say your name. So say like for me, I would say my name is Heather, Right. right now. I know that's true. So I would sway front or back so you can see what happens. Okay. Notice that your body does that. It's not always a giant one. Like you're not always going to do like a front flip. Like you're just going to slightly lean. Right. Then say something that's not your name. So if I was like, my name is Ellen, I'm going to sway from to like side to side. because I know my name is not Ellen. So you can just do a a, sort of a baby version of it like that and see what happens just to like get a feel for what this is like. And that way, you know, what's your yes and what's your no, then you're calibrated to the system. Exactly. And then you can go and ask more questions, but muscle testing and whatever form you use is the idea that your body intuitively has access to way more information than your conscious mind. Exactly. It intuitively knows a lot. It's way smarter than your conscious mind is. And it has access to all the information that your subconscious knows.
1: Especially all the inner workings of your body, which is what you're working on when you're doing the emotion code. So you might not know where there are things that are trapped, but your subconscious does.
0: Absolutely absolutely right. So this is what is happening when you're doing this. This is why this works when you do questions that like end up surprising you. Like, I know it's not impressive that your body knows your name, (laughs) but you can start to get a feel for it and then sort of work your way into bigger things.
1: Right. And that's, that's the control that you, so you know where to start and what the yes or the no is. And then it's also is, it proves to you, it's like a way of starting to trust the, the process is by starting there.
0: Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. Okay. So in addition to the sway test, there are two other ways. Um, the other one that I see at like chiropractors happening often is the arm test. Yes. So that's when you hold your arm out to the side, like straight out from your shoulder. Mm -hmm. And this would be, somebody else would be doing this to you. So if I held my arm out straight out and, you know, Jamie said to me, say your name is Heather. And she just with two fingers tried to push down my arm. It would be hard to do when I said, my name is Heather. Cause that's true. Right. Exactly. If she said, say your name is Ellen. And I did the same thing. And I said, my name is Ellen. When she pushed on my arm with those two fingers, my arm would easily fall down. Right. Indicate that that is not an alignment. Exactly. So chiropractors do this all the time to actually test your physical alignment to see Mm -hmm. what parts of your body need attention. I have also seen, um, like nutritionists do this with people to find out food allergies and intolerances. I have done this before. I was, I had to hold bread and had my arm tested and I had to hold a bunch of different foods and anything that was gluten or dairy, my arm, no strength. And I, even though I, I know I always want to be like the strongest. I always want to beat it. Like I just have that in my brain. <laughs> right. And I, you can't, it's, it's, it's really right. amazing. So you can do it with things like that too. I've
1: had a practitioner um, have me hold supplements and do that arm test on me to see if my body needed that supplement.
0: Awesome. So, such a good idea, such a cool thing to do. And again, you can use this with emotion code. This one requires two people and right. One of them needs to know how to muscle test. Yes. Right. And I would say if you're doing it, especially for something like, is this food safe for my body or is a supplement safe for my body, you should have a professional do it. Absolutely. But it's something you could try out to gain information. As long as you know, like I should have a professional, I should consult a professional before I make any choices.
1: Well, and also it's important for something like that to have a neutral party so that, it, you, know, you don't want to be too biased if you're asking. You know, if I if I really love gluten, <laughs> so do I secretly not want that to test that way? You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's it's more neutral if you have a practitioner do that with you.
0: Exactly, and you can do them blind too. I've seen people do it blindfolded where they didn't know what was in their hand and had it tested, and it still works. It's super cool. There's plenty of cool YouTube videos about it if you if you want to go check it out. The third muscle testing way, and you guys, there's probably way more than three ways to muscle test, but these are the main, main ways, right? The, this is the way that I like to muscle test the best because it's like a little sneakier.
1: Right. Yeah. It's a lot more covert.
0: You can be discreet about it with this way. It's called the ring muscle test and you use your fingers Now I have seen it done with different fingers, but the fingers that I use are your middle finger and your thumb. I see some people do it with their index finger in their thumb. How do you do this? This one Um,
1: ring and index pointer finger. Okay. Sorry. Thumb and thumb and pointer.
0: Okay. So any of those are fine. It literally is what feels best in your body. This is intuitive work. So do it the way that you do it. And again, whatever way, whatever modality you were introduced to this stuff through is going to do it slightly differently. Agreed. Okay. So with this one, you're going to put your, whatever finger you're either your index finger or your middle finger, you're going to touch that to the thumb on the same finger. I mean, on the same hand. Right. And then so you're doing, going
1: to do the okay sign.
0: Yes. I think this sign is illegal now. Well, it depends on how you hold it. Okay.
1: Yes, it is <laughs> exactly. that way.
0: you're doing it in public. Yeah. Don't do the white power hand signal, please. Because I was going to say problem. you might. Yeah, you might accidentally look like a white supremacist, so just watch. Yourself. Okay, so then you do the same thing on the other hand, but you're gonna like link them together so that your the other finger and thumb come on come like together and like cause you to have two rings that are attached to each other with your finger and thumb. Yeah, it's like you're linking them, like you're linking the two circles of your fingers together. Yes, exactly. So how this one works is if the answer is a yes, true, positive, it is very difficult to pull your fingers through the other ones. Like you can't pull your fingers apart. If yes. the answer is no, false, negative, it's very easy to just pull it through. I think of it as like locked and unlocked. Yeah, strong and weak, like right. same, same sort of thing. Right. Um, that's the way I like. However, that way requires a little bit more practice. I see people have a little more trouble trusting that way rather yeah. than the other two ways. So that way is the most discreet, easy to use, but I think it takes a little bit more practice to feel good about. Um, muscle testing or emotion code in general can be done in person or what's called by proxy. Exactly,
1: which is the same as if you're doing Reiki. It's called distal, it's just from a distance.
0: Just going to use that same example. So, if you're like, oh, I don't know about that, you probably are cool with it with Reiki. Yeah,
1: that's just it. I see that with Reiki all the time is that people are very skeptical of a distance or a distal session. And um, sometimes that's something they just have to get over themselves. Just if you're a practitioner, don't get stuck in that ego loop of having to prove it to anybody. Exactly. That's not how intuition works.
0: No, intuition doesn't work that way. And energy doesn't need to be physically in person. If, if people prefer it that way, that's, that's fine, but it doesn't have to work that way. Yeah. I always
1: think of it as like when, if, if you are saying that you're sending thoughts and prayers. Yeah. Right. It's like you're, you are physically energetically sending your love to someone else. That's like, being
0: distal. Exactly. So if you were doing it by proxy, you would probably use the, the ring test, mm-hmm. right? But what you're basically doing is calling in that person's energy in, in kind of using your own body as the medium to give you the information instead of the body of the person you're with. Right. I like doing muscle testing by proxy better than I like doing it on another person. And that's just a preference because I feel more trusting of my intuition than of observing someone else's. I don't know how yours works and how your body works. So that just makes me more comfortable. But again, that's a personal preference. So everyone's different.
1: Agreed. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense.
0: I'd rather pull your energy into me and then get rid of it than like, put my hands all over you.
1: Yeah, same, exactly. And and tapping into someone's energy is doing that sort of in your mind, tapping in energetically is just as simple as touching their shoulder or their arm. Exactly. Exactly.
0: So now that you kind of have an understanding of all of these steps, I want you to just sort of think about what's happening. So someone is tapping into your energy, right? And they are muscle testing to see what you might need. Now there is a chart. Again, I feel I don't want to give too much information away in the chart, but when if you buy the book, you can see some of this information in it. So do what you will with that. Right. But what they're doing is is the, the chart is set up that you first would look at the columns and then you would look at the rows. So you're testing like, is the emotion that needs to be unblocked in column A or column B? And then you're going, is it in row one, two, three, four, five? For however many rows. And in each column and row are different parts of the body and different emotions that sort of line up. And so you're sort of determining them that way and like weaning down stuff.
1: Yeah, it's just a way to focus in and narrow down on where the issue is and what the issue is. It it, it just speeds up the process.
0: Exactly. And I, I have seen emotion code practitioners also muscle tests to help help you find out like what age maybe this started at. To help you release it and stuff so and and different practitioners do this differently But that's sort of a general idea of what's happening And you as the person having it done to you are mostly just answering questions. You're actively participating Mm -hmm. But you're not you're not muscle testing. You're not doing much work other than just paying attention
1: Right, exactly.
0: Okay, so there's also something called the body code so that is a sort of like the next level of the emotion code.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and that's really interesting too. I'm going to tell you a little bit about that soon also, but I just want to let you know, like that's not covered in the emotion code book. It's, it's like hinted at and referenced a bit, but it isn't really described. Okay. So that's a, that's like another level of it. Okay. Um, and then in addition, I wanted to tell you about, the fact that you can become certified practitioners of emotion code and then body code. Right. Exactly. So just to give you an idea to become an emotion code practitioner on the website, um, it for the emotion code, it's $897. And then the second level, once you get that and you want to get onto the next one, it's $1,297 in addition to become a also body code. Wow. That's an investment. It's a lot of money. And also why I would want to make sure I protected the information for the people who have invested that and are doing that for a living. Like you should, you should do it for you. They've, they've invested and trained in it. Exactly. They know what they're doing. Yeah. Okay. I think this might be a good time to take a little break. When we come back, we're obviously going to talk about what we're obsessed with. I'm excited about that, but (laughs) when we come back, I want to talk to you about a little bit of the criticism I have about the emotion code. And then I also want to talk about the parts that I like and, and sort of tell you a little bit about, um, a, a whole process of it that, um, Dr. Bradley Nelson had posted on his, um, on his YouTube channel that where he walked through, um, an emotion and body code session. I'm going to give you like the cliff notes of it. We'll be right back after this short break. You guys have heard our ad for Restoration Coffee, so we thought we'd do a quick Restoration Coffee real talk or Resto real talk. What do you think, Jay?
1: Well, I mean, I love real talks. And <laughs> I love Restoration Coffee, so this is really like where I where I live.
0: Yeah, it, it's it, it's a good lane for us.
1: This is my lane. <laughs> Well, the first thing that I love about Resto that I think everyone needs to know, here in Massachusetts, where we live, there are a ton of coffee shops, but there aren't actually a ton of great coffee shops. Resto is a great coffee shop. The baristas know what they're doing. They know what they're making. They understand the science of it. They're not just like pushing buttons and coffees dumping out. They're really making excellent, high quality coffee. They are. They're the best. So good. And then beyond the baristas and what you're getting, you can also get the beans. Yes. And oh my God, it's the best coffee, don't you think? Yeah. And like they're roasted themselves. Resto roasts their own beans. They're ethically sourced. They're not dunked in syrup or whatever happens to make like crazy flavors. Like they're really great, high quality, high end beans that you're getting. And you don't even have to be from around here to get them. You can order them from wherever and they'll ship them to you. And then the other thing I realized after going there so much was that a lot of places offer vegan or gluten free or dairy free stuff. And whenever I see it, I'm always like, Mm, I don't know if I want that. When when I go to Resto, a lot of times I order things and they're already gluten-free and dairy-free and I don't know it and they're delicious. Like they're just so good.
0: It's so good. Even if you don't have a reason for needing to not have that stuff, have it. It's delicious and you'll feel great after you eat it.
1: Yeah. So it's like this magical blend of taking care of people that need certain dietary help, but also making it really delicious too.
0: Exactly. All right. I'm sold. Let's go. Let's go to Resto.
1: Let's talk about what we're obsessed
0: with this week. All right, Jamie, let's tell them what we're obsessed with this week. Okay.
1: So this is something that we've been talking about now for what Heather, like a couple months. Yeah. But but it's been sort of coming to a head, I think because of the Lionsgate, which we talked about Mm -hmm. last week. Mm -hmm. Last week we talked about being obsessed with the Lionsgate, which was on August 8th, if you missed it, go back and listen. But it's all sort of the same energy. So what we're obsessed with is the Schumann residents.
0: So obsessed. So. I, I n-
1: never heard of it. I, I had never heard of it until, and I feel like we say this a lot, but w- I, I hadn't heard about it until I heard about it on TikTok.
0: Me too. And I, I am also like... Did we jump a timeline or Mandela effect and like this just came up? Because I feel like, I feel like we should have known about this. Well, that's
1: the thing is it's, I, I had the same exact feeling. Cause all of a sudden it was like, oh, the Schumann resonance just yeah. spiked. And I'm like, what the hell is a Schumann resonance?
0: Yeah. And why didn't anyone tell me about it sooner?
1: I know. So, so through TikTok, we started learning about it. I did a little bit more research for this segment, but really we've gotten most of our info on TikTok from it.
0: Yeah. And become obsessed. So tell them what it is.
1: Yeah. So it's, it's the resonance of the earth. This is the Schumann resonance is the frequency of the electromagnetic field of the earth. It's so it's essentially the frequency that the earth vibrates at. Some people, if you want to get like trippy and use like the, like the woohoo name of it, they call it the earth's heartbeat.
0: Yes. I remember we said that. I think I said that to your daughter and she made like a fake pukey. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I kind of feel that way too, but it is, that is true. So it's it's like measuring the frequency of how the whole earth is vibing kind of.
1: Right, and like we all vibrate when we talk in this podcast all the time about how the body has a certain frequency. Specific organs have specific frequencies. Essential oils have frequencies. All these things have frequencies. So it would only make sense that the earth would actually have its own. Exactly.
0: Now, we're not just obsessed with the fact that the earth has this Schumann resonance or its own heartbeat, frequency, whatever you want to say we're obsessed with what it's doing and how we're feeling its effects.
1: Exactly. Because so this is a part that I, I researched and found out is that the, the general frequency that the earth vibrates at is 7.83 Hertz. Okay. That's the average. And so when something happens on the planet, energetically, meteor, meteorologically, (laughs) Um, that can change and cause a spike in the Schumann resonance. And if you Google this, you'll, the first thing you'll see is this sort of chart. It looks super scientific because it is, it's measured by science.
0: Right. This isn't just woohoo people. No, this is a science frequency. Like this is, there's, there's real science equipment measuring it. Yeah, that, that the
1: Schumann residence is the scientific name of it. Right. So you'll see that it's all it the it sort of looks like you're charting like a map or maybe an EKG or something like that. And it's all blue and green. And then but then you'll see it and you'll see these white spikes, like these big parts of it that are white. That's when the Schumann resonance spikes up and down. And lately, so I said what that it's usually 7.83 hertz. Mm-hmm in July and August we had spikes that were up to 70 hertz.
0: Like that is insane. Yes. Like why isn't that on the news? I don't know.
1: <laughs> and so then, you know, if you you know if you're into that trippy woo woo terminology, that's when you start to feel what a lot of people will call like ascension symptoms. Yes. So like I have been one of them. And I know you have been Heather is that if you are feeling ungrounded, if you're feeling like very sleepy or having sleeping problems or having headaches, migraines, anxiety, all these issues, a lot of them are from the Schumann residence spiking in your body
0: is detecting it. Yes. Now I also saw things on TikTok about how it was like blacking out. Yeah. And the, there's like different theories as to why I re- I saw that some people were saying like, it's just going so high that we can't measure it. And it's reading as a blackout. And some people are claiming the frequency stops, which doesn't make sense in my head. But there's all kinds of interesting things about that, too.
1: Exactly. I mean, I th- and I think that obviously use your own discretion. There are some people that I come across on TikTok talking about it. And I'm like, no, thank you. This exactly. doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. why not? Yeah but then there are some people who I completely connect with and I everything that they say tracks for me and it makes a ton of
0: sense same I also I was trying to pay good attention to it for this segment Mm -hmm. Um, I I pay way too much attention to it probably already, but I was trying to pay attention to my own body and how it was reacting. When I would, I would like look at the readings of the day and stuff. And what I was personally noticing was that the day after it had this crazy activity was when I felt more stuff.
1: Oh, so you were feeling it when it was like you were coming down from it.
0: Yeah. and. I, I think that that would probably be different for everybody. And I also think that sometimes when you're feeling off, you don't really notice how off you were feeling until you start to feel better. Do you know what I mean by that? Yeah, exactly. That's kind of what it felt like for me. Like the whole next day I would feel like a little discombobulated would be the best word and a little um, off center and like everything was a little different. Right. and. I would, I would joke with you that like, I think we hopped a timeline or something like, or we just accidentally time traveled because everything seems different now that would be happening. And I would be saying those things to you on the days after the, the weird activity. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Agreed. I think it's, I think once you know about it, it's pretty easy to actually track it and you'll start to notice the symptoms and be like, Oh, is, has there been a flare up in the Schumann resonance? Yeah. Yeah. And usually it probably is.
0: Yeah. And you can just Google it and you'll see the readings. It's easy.
1: And so we, last week we spoke about the lion's gate and during that time period was one of those spikes when the Schumann resonance spiked up to 71 Hertz. That's
0: craziness.
1: Yeah. It's huge. That's such an, a flux of energy. Mm -hmm. Of course your body's going to feel it.
0: Yeah, that's like getting a um, like million people giving you Reiki at once or something. Right. <laughs> exactly. We could all use a million people giving us
2: Reiki. <laughs> exactly.
0: Yeah, I love the Schumann Resonance. I think if you guys think it's super cool, too, that it could possibly be its own episode someday, I think you and I could fill up plenty of time with our obsession with it.
1: <laughs> Agreed. Yeah, it's, I think it's super interesting.
0: I would I would say just to give everyone like a little window into Jamie and I, we get together in person once a week. We talk to each other every 20 minutes. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> we talk to each other all day. But we get together in person once a week at least. And when we do, one of the first things we always talk about is like, Did you see the Schumann Resonance and what it was? Did you, and then like, did you see the four TikToks I sent you on the Schumann Resonance? today? So we are constantly bringing that up. Exactly. So if you, you aren't obsessed with it yet, I highly recommend you check it out and become obsessed. Yeah. I think you might become obsessed with it. Yeah. Let us know. I want to start with a little bit of criticism of this. I don't have much criticism. I just have a few things that I'd like to bring up. Of the emotion, coming. I'd love to hear it. And then I have some praise for it too. Yeah. Okay. So my first criticism, I have this criticism about a lot of energy healing. So it's not unique to this. You, I yeah. can you already know what I'm going to say. I know exactly where you're going. I don't like things that are completely passive. Same. So if you, now I don't think everybody does emotion code and makes it a passive thing, but I think that it's something that could easily be done where if you say, okay, just sit back, what's the problem? And someone says, oh, I've, you know, I've got this stomach issue or I've got, you know, pain here. Okay, sit down, I'll do this and you'll be healed. And you're not actively doing stuff to change the energy you have going on in your body, then you're not actually going to heal. And you're just paying someone to do something that's not going to work.
1: Right. And we went over this in our energy work episodes about how you just have to make sure it's not the practice itself. You just have to make sure that you're with the right practitioner, just like with everything. You're going to make sure you're with the right doctor. You're going to make sure you're with the right partner in your life. You You just need to be making sure that things are
0: working out and the way you want them to. Exactly. And you also have to be an active participant. So that's responsibility. When I was doing sessions with people, if I had people coming to me who would come for a session and then I would see them again in like, you know, four to six weeks was a typical amount of time. And they hadn't done any of the work or processed any of the stuff. They they weren't different the next time I saw them with different problems or I had at least tried then I wouldn't see them again. Exactly. And it's not because I'm mean. It's because I'm not serving you. So it also goes to the fact that be an active participant in your healing so that you get the kind of practitioners who want you to heal, not to look like rock stars that they magically healed you. Exactly. Exactly. It's a red flag for me if the healing is all being done by someone with a magical ability and you're not, you're not getting the credit for doing healing yourself that I don't like that. Well, and wouldn't you want to heal yourself too? I mean,
1: I would want, I would want part of that responsibility and part of that success. I would want to be able to say, I healed this in myself. I don't, I don't want to be reliant on someone else to quote unquote, fix me. Right. Because exactly. then one of the same stuff comes up again. I want to be able to, to advocate for myself and help heal myself.
0: Exactly. That's like saying, um, Oh, like that's amazing that you healed from that broken bone so quickly. And you being like, well, I didn't do anything. It was my doctor. It's like, of course you did. You did all of it. Your doctor just gave you an assist. You gave like pointed you in the right direction. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's the same here. So that that's, I have two criticisms. That's the number one, which is, and it's, again, it's general for most energy healing stuff. Agreed. It, I think it could create a, a system that would be a little too passive. So you just have to be careful. Yep. Okay. My second criticism is about Dr. Bradley Nelson himself. Oh, okay. Okay. So I want to, I want to say before I get to my criticism, I want to say the defense of the main criticism I saw of him. I'm going to actually defend him on it. And it's, it, it's not usually the stance I take. Okay. Most people criticize him for two things, one for being a chiropractor. So people who think that's like not a real doctor, I'm not really interested in that criticism. I think that's ridiculous. Of course, it's a real doctor. Go away.
1: I'm not here for any chiropractic criticism.
0: Okay. The second one is that he is religious and he talks about god like when you when you read the emotion code he refers to god and it's clear you're reading something by someone religious however it's not religious doctrine and it's not it's not like excluding people who don't believe that way it's a choice of words and there's even some language in it about how like pick your own light. like so i'm actually gonna defend him on this i couldn't find what religion he is so There's a lot of people saying that he was Mormon, but I couldn't ever find him confirming a religion. So I think it's in there, but I don't feel there's nothing upsetting about it. And he's I don't ever see him excluding people based on his religious beliefs to what he's doing.
1: Yeah, I mean, and you all know how sensitive I am, too. (laughs) this topic of religion and people trying to push their religious agenda on anybody, myself in particular. Um, And I read that book and I did, I also did not have that feeling. You, you, you know, you track, you clock the word God that he's using, but it's not, it, it doesn't read like he's trying to push something on you. And it's done in a way that you could easily just exchange it for your own. Like I was using the word universe as I was reading it. And so, I'm I'm in agreement with you on that. Also,
0: same. Not usually the hill I would die on. <laughs> right. As, I mean, I've been I, I've been honest on the podcast. Like, I've I've been like hurt by religion, so I come yeah. from a place of being very critical of it. And yeah. I I'm going to defend him here because it, it, it I don't feel like it's a legit criticism in this instance for sure. With with the love language guy Dr. Gary Chapman, he was yeah. he was like like saying he was against homosexuality and like not being right. exclusive to, to BIPOC and all of these things that I have a problem with, but I don't see that with Dr. Bradley Nelson. I don't know if when you take the course, if there's more of that or less of it, I, I don't know. I can't speak on that, but as far as the book and any of the videos I watched, I didn't feel, I didn't feel like it was a, a fair criticism.
1: Yeah. Love languages crosses my line. Emotion code doesn't cross mine.
0: Agreed. And I think our lines are pretty strict, so I think, Very, yeah, I think I think take that into consideration.
2: Okay.
0: Um, but my criticism I do have of him comes from his forty-two minute about me video on his website. <laughs> forty-two minutes, <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay, I'm gonna play just a little clip from it, and it okay. it's the thing. I, this might be just a pet peeve. And I'm going to say, I'm going to tell you right now that me asking Jamie, like, Hey Jay, is this your pet peeve too? Or am I just overreacting? It's also your pet peeve. I already know. So I want everyone to read it for for themselves. Like here's, here's what it is. I'm going to set it up and then you can hear it in his own words. I don't like when people go out and promote something based on their own "Quote unquote miraculous healing, where they just prayed and got better." Oh, yes. Uh, and here, do I do I think that happens? I'm, I believe it could absolutely. I'm not. I'm not saying that I'm being a, a skeptic, judgy pants about it. <laughs> I'm saying if you're using it to profit, it puts my the hairs on the back of my neck up, and yeah. it makes me go like you are now entering a territory where I feel like you could be selling a lot of false hope to somebody who that's not responsible to do so too.
1: Agreed. A thousand percent on that.
0: Okay. So I'm going to play you a clip. It's not, don't worry. I'm not playing you the 42 minute about me video. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a clip just to give you a sense of how he's speaking about this. Mm -hmm. So he's talking about a childhood issue when he was ill and what happened and how it like started a real turning point in his life. Okay. You ready? Yes.
2: And um, I had uh, an experience that happened when I was seven years old that really altered uh, my, my worldview. I got sick with the measles and I was, I was really ill. My parents had made a bed for me upstairs on the couch so that I could be near their bedroom. I had overheard them talking about the plan for me. And the plan was that uh, the next day I was going into the hospital and I was going into something called an oxygen tent. But um, something amazing happened that night. My parents came into the room. Everyone else had gone to bed. My mother said to my father, she said, honey, will you kneel down by the couch with me and will you pray for our boy so he'll be able to get well? And so they did. They kneeled down by the side of the couch, and my dad starts praying. Now, knowing my dad, it was probably the first time in my life that I'd actually heard him pray uh, out loud. But um, they were very concerned about me. And as, as he was saying this very heartfelt prayer, I had a change that happened in my body. It started at the top of my head, and it went whoosh through my body, and I was healed instantly. Now, to go from being really sick one moment to being completely well in the next instant... It's such a remarkable, impossible thing that you don't ever forget it, no matter how long you live. And I remember it like it happened yesterday.
0: Okay, so I'm going to stop it there. He goes on to talk more about how that really sent him on a journey to understand healing and all that kind of stuff. Okay. Well, let me first start with this, Jay. What's your reaction to hearing that story?
1: I don't know. (laughs) I mean, I feel torn when I hear stories like that, because I do think that things like that can happen. I think they do happen. But like you said, I don't think it's fair to use that as the basis or the selling point of something when you can't guarantee that's going to happen for every person.
0: Yeah. And it sort of brings up this thing with like, well, why, why does that person have to die from cancer then? Why can't they just and have a a miracle. Why did you get one? And it it makes me a little squidgy. Now, am I like forgetting him because he said that? Not at all. No. It's just something to be aware of, I think. Yeah, it's a little weird for me. It's a little bit of a, hmm, take this with a grain of salt moment in my book.
1: Right. Agreed.
0: So I don't love that. Do I believe it happened? Maybe. Do I think he should be canceled because of it? Not at all.
1: Yeah. It has this like very sort of like white man, savior, religious savior type energy, you know, that, you know, here's this, this religious white guy that can come and save us all from our problems.
0: Exactly. Exactly. He goes on to talk about meeting. Yes. I watched the 42 minute video. So you,
1: (laughs) you get, you get an award for that.
0: I get a gold star. I love that star okay so he goes on to talk about how this sent him on a journey of also going to like holistic healers and like it really interested him to start on the field of chiropractic and holistic stuff so it, it's not like he just went so forever i just pray away illness he he did go on to learn and to use right. it and stuff, you know but it is just a little mm, i don't know yeah it's a little squidgy gotcha okay Then I watched a video, um, on his YouTube channel where he does a, like emotion code and body code session for people. Um, and I specifically found one that was like on his public YouTube so that I wasn't like exposing secrets of things that only people who are licensed should know. But I I would actually walk you through how he conducted it and say like a lot of what he did, I thought was great. Okay. Typically, when you see someone who has like a 42-minute about me video and they're like the the white guy leader of a healing modality, I'm ready to not like them.
1: Very defensive off the bat.
0: I'm already like, this is going to be annoying. But I have to say, he, he, he surprised me where he didn't do the thing where he was like, watch me be miraculous. He but- really tried to show off the modality.
1: Excellent.
0: Yeah. Okay. So the first thing he did now, this was done, um, by he was doing it by proxy. So it, I believe it was like a FaceTime or, a I don't know if it was a Facebook live or what the quality looked too good for that, but he was, it was like split screen and they, the person was like not in his office. Okay. And you got the impression at least that this person was not someone he knew or knew anything about ahead of time. I believed it in the way it was conducted. You can, right. you can read what you will into that. So the first thing he did was ask the person about an issue. Is there an issue with you would like to work on healing with emotion code today? And he sort of like triaged her a little bit in a way that I thought was good. You know, like he was like, tell me what's going on. Mm-hmm. And then he asked like follow-up questions. So she was talking about her shoulder. And so he would say like, is it like a rotator cuff? Is it more like this kind of pain? So he was like really seeking information about it. Okay. Then what he did was ask her permission if he could just say a little prayer and energetically connect to her. Okay. So he she says yes and he does that. So if I was just translating that to my speak, I would just say like I'm going to do I have your permission to tap into your energy field. And that's what he was doing. He was just using his own verbiage for it and I it didn't bother me one bit. Right. Gotcha. I actually like when people ask permission. I think that that's a nice thing to do. Yeah, I think, well,
1: I mean, I think you being a part of it gives some level of consent. But I also think you should always tell people what's going to happen, what they can expect, even from moment to moment. I think that that's um, a
0: sign of a good practitioner. Exactly. So he does this connection and then he asks her if he has her permission to work by proxy, which is what we talked about before, where he's going to use his own body and muscle test Mm -hmm. to figure stuff out. And he was using that ring method with the fingers when he was muscle testing with her.
1: Okay.
0: So he does that. Then he muscle tests to see if he is connected to her energy and gets like a yes. Um, And then he, he uses his app. So he was, it was clearly like promoting this app. Yes, Um, you can use like the app was on the screen and stuff, but it was it was cool. Do I think you need an app to do this? No, but it's great to have a guide and really both the emotion code and it seems like the body code too are set up with like these are the guides and charts you use. And this is the line of questioning that you answer. It's it's pretty laid out for you.
1: Yeah. And I love an app for something like that. I mean, do you like you said you need it? No, but is it cool? Sure.
0: Absolutely. And as soon as someone gives me like a list of rules, am I going to immediately change like three of them? Because I can't. Yes. <laughs> yes, you are. Are you, Jamie, going to follow the rules exactly? Yes, you Never. are. Yeah. No, I will break a
1: rule if I need to break a rule.
0: Yeah, maybe.
1: I love a rule if it makes sense to me.
0: Yeah, Jamie has like a very strong moral compass. She is a moral compass person. And although I think I am a very moral human, I'm way more willing to break the rules. Yes, you are. You just like to make your own way. Yeah. When someone's like, here are all the rules you should follow, I have to somehow not follow one of them Just, just to do that, just to be a bratty kid or something. To prove a point. I guess. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> so anyways, he's using the app and he's going through the list of questions. Here's some things that I liked about what he did while he was muscle testing and asking her questions and like answers were coming up and the app was leading them places and it was bringing her to different parts of the body and what might be going on. There were moments like he would, he would say like, does that resonate with you? There was a few moments where she said, no, Yikes. Yeah. And, <laughs> and he went, that makes sense. I'm, I'm glad you said that. Let's look further at this. And it wasn't like, a, well, you're wrong.
1: <laughs> or him trying to like twist it or sell it or, or change it.
0: No. And in fact, yeah. when that did happen, he he used it as a moment to explain why that might happen, which I thought was really, really smart. And he wasn't trying to be like, see, foolproof, just how you do this. So the same as I'm giving him criticism before, his manner in which he conducted this was very focused on actually helping the person and not looking like a god himself. I like that. I like that a lot. I was surprised. I don't
1: know. I'm, gl- I'm glad to hear it.
0: Yeah. Um, He also talked a lot about how your subconscious knows the underlying cause of all of the things going on in your body. Yes. And that all his method was doing was helping your conscious mind understand that. I love that. Same. He wasn't saying this is magical and amazing. And he was simply saying like, this is really cool. And a method that's well thought out to help, you know, you get what your smart intuitive body already knows. And he kept reiterating that. And I could see that the woman he was doing this for was like feeling the effects of that. I
1: bet. I think that that's easily a moment where someone could take it and make it all about them and look how, talented I am and how magical I am. And you certainly need me to heal yourself because look what I can do for you. But when you describe it that way, it's it's like he's just the interpreter. He's helping you understand what your subconscious already knows. And that's totally different.
0: Yeah. Agreed. Way different. And also you're on a you're on like a video that's gonna be used to promote your product. It, it's easy to get like a little ego in those ego-y. I don't know if that's a word, but I just made it up. It's Definitely. easy to get there because you want it to look good. And he was yeah. unfazed by the moments where she didn't quite get something or understand it. All it made me think of was, all right, I don't know if everyone's going to know this reference, but if not, you should look it up. I'm sure it lives. There are videos of this that live on YouTube somewhere. The One of the first psychics the psychic mediums I ever watched on TV was Jonathan Edwards. Oh yeah. He would get so pissed. (laughs) When people didn't like follow the thread that he was picking up.
1: Yeah. Like frustrated, like visibly frustrated.
0: He would yell at you. Like he turned into like judge Judy. Like he didn't get it. So he would pick up information and be like, I I'm seeing you know, a dog and it's in, it's in a yard and there's a blue house. And I think the dog's name starts with R and this person who's completely overwhelmed. And if you've ever had a, this done, especially like in front of other people, you go into this like weird stun state where you can't remember anybody's name or anything about yourself. The people are in the state and they'll be like, I don't know. No. And he would like yell at them. Like, like, yes, you do. You do know, come on, don't say no. Like he would kind of shame that he would get so angry. And as someone who used to, I used to do readings like that way, way back in the day, I don't ever want to do them again, but I do understand it. But like, he was not like, let me, let me gently walk people through this process. He was like, you freaking get it together. You dummy. You need to know this. So,
1: wait a minute, wait a minute, we need to call out because I'm sure that you just actually did a reading for someone so if you're someone who has a dog in front of a blue house with a name that begins with R, I want you to show yourself, message us on Instagram, (laughs) I want to know who you are because Heather you know you just did a reading by accident
0: I always do that by accident, I I always try I'm like, let me pick a random example. And I look over and like someone's crying, and I'm like, oh shit, did I like accidentally grab your exact specific example? I didn't mean it. Yeah, I can't. I'm, I can't be random, is what I've learned. So yes, yeah,
1: so I want to know whoever Heather just read. I want to. I want to meet you. I want to hear yeah. who you are.
0: <laughs> your uncle says hi. <laughs> <How> about that.
2: <laughs> so
0: yeah. So anyways. He, this guy does the exact opposite. He does not pull a Jonathan Edwards here. And by the way, I love Jonathan Edwards. Also follow him on the TikTok. No, no hate Jonathan Edwards. Do your thing. But he, Dr. Bradley Nelson, was very happily walking people through that process so that they would either understand it or he would change the way he was asking the questions to mm-hmm. find a place that it did resonate.
1: I I love that. I think that that's the sign of such a legit practitioner, a solid, confident, capable practitioner.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Right. So he, so he's doing the shoulder in this. And so he goes through and he releases a few different emotions and does a couple of other more specific body code sort of things where he determines like if it's an imbalance in the body, if it's energetic, if it's like a, what kind of illness that like all this kind of stuff. Okay. And the, I think it ended up being like misalignment in the category. And he does several of them. It's a long video. Mm-hmm. Cool. You can watch it. It's on his YouTube channel. Um, And has the woman after each one move her shoulder. Like in the beginning he, sh- he has her move it like show me your best range of motion when you circle it. She does. And each time he's doing it, it's getting a little better. And like, you almost see the first time he releases something, her try to make it like fully healed. Like, right. But stop. Like, do you know that feeling that I'm saying? Like, you wanna be like, look, I'm healed. He wants, he wants that for him. She wants the success. She's clearly empathic. She's right. really doing the thing. It's like her version of giving good face. Like I say, you and I always do when people are talking. Yeah. That empath thing where you're like almost being an actress or an actor and you're like, being right. a good audience member she yeah. was trying to go along with it but she was being pretty honest if something didn't resonate like she was she was but i could see that and i could see it stop and you could see by the end of the video she had almost full range of motion when she was doing that so something was happening now right. there was not a follow up with her 3 months later to see if she was healed like that didn't happen so i don't know right but again this isn't passive so like if you don't then go work on the stuff that you had trapped and like looking at why and continuously releasing that kind of stuff yourself, I think the problem's going to come back. But did it, did it have a physical effect in the video? Yeah, it did. You could see That's it. So cool. I love it. Um, and kind of just the last thing I want to talk about is that both you and I have had emotion code done to us
2: mm-hmm.
0: and both of you and I liked it.
1: Yes. <laughs> I've had emotion code done by multiple practitioners and the most, you know, the session that sticks out for me was that I had years and years of lower back pain. Mm. And when someone released the emotions around my lower back pain, I went from literally not being able to bend over to standing up and bending over and touching my toes.
0: Absolutely. That's awesome.
1: And I did have to look at, you know, what that trapped emotion was, how old I was when I trapped it. I did do the post work on looking at why and um, processing that part of it also to
0: prevent it from coming back. But mm-hmm. it was, for me, a huge moment. Yeah, I think that's awesome. I think the biggest for me was like seeing the patterns that like I I would continuously trap the emotion, frustration, over and over, right, exactly, um, like for different issues, and so it wasn't always like, like if it was my ankle, I told you that before, it would be frustration, and then like, and it, it was across different practitioners, it wasn't just one person telling me this, like taking the easy route and just like saying frustration right. for everything, um, and then it would be like a stomach issue, and it'd be frustration, and like it it went beyond that. And again, they, they would muscle test for like the age it happened and ask you questions. And by the time, before you even realize it, you're like, Oh yeah, well when I was eight, this happened. And you're like seeing a memory and you're like, Oh, interesting. So I think it's done well by a practitioner. It's awesome. And I think you have Jamie back moments where you like literally feel different right away. Right. And then I've had it done for some issues where I didn't feel a lot different, but was I'm always, I'm always down for that kind of work. So I think if you go in with the expectation, it's going to heal every ailment you have, you're going to be disappointed. But I think if you go in with an open mind and you're, you take it as like getting really cool information and maybe starting some healing for you, I think that would be a good place to start.
1: Right. And not every moment that you have is going to be this big firework healing moment for you that's not how the body heals it's not this big epiphany every single time with me and my lower back it was but there have been other times where it's just been very subtle and that's how the body works
0: exactly exactly so there's cool stuff here stuff does get trippier the further into like the body code you go and i see like all different practitioners kind of making it their own so you know there's there's stuff about like um energy like bad energy getting attached to you and being released and stuff like that's further down the road that's more body code kind of stuff um so there is that and some people were a bit squidgy about it I was like looking for criticism there wasn't much um that I did see some people say that they were like uncomfortable about that you know and so again I I would say like look into the look into it I think the emotion code is cool read the book if you think it's interesting And if you like it, go further, but with, as with any modality, take the pieces that you feel work for you and and make it your own. Nothing should ever be like, this is the one and only way to use it. Exactly. Yeah. And I would say energy healing, looking at the underlying cause muscle testing. These are all things that like our ancient pagan ancestors were already doing. So it's not, it's not way out there. It's just, it's just a cool sort of like um method put to it in my opinion
1: right and that's why it works on our bodies because we've actually been doing it for millennia
0: yeah it's it's one of those things where the first time you experience something like that and you know I can remember back to those sort of days but even if you get to watch it in other people where you sort of are like this is so amazing and you have that weird moment you kind of float out of your body for a second you're like on a cellular cellular level, I already know this. Exactly. Happen? Yeah, that's how I feel with things like this, and I, I definitely feel that with like trapped emotions and um, muscle testing and any of that stuff. So, agreed. Any final thoughts, Jay, about about emotion code?
1: No, I think that that was a great sort of summarization of it, and I think that if people want to look into it, do just that, and just make sure you do your due diligence look into it, find a practitioner you trust
0: um, and awesome. Yeah. Go get the book. If you want more info yeah. on it and you want to check it out, absolutely uh, play around with it. Look up muscle testing, whatever, whatever resonates with you is, is what you should go with. Trust that intuition and see how it feels. Every modality is not for every person. That's why it's awesome. But there's so many. Right. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm going to go muscle test for what I should make my husband cook me for dinner. What are you going to (laughs) do?
1: I can't wait to hear what happens. Can I ask everyone listening to do us a favor? Can you please go wherever you're listening to this, whatever platform you listen to the IGG on, can you go on for us, please? And like. Whatever it's asking you to do, like like, follow, download, rate, write a review. We would love for you to do that for us.
0: Hey, thanks for listening to our episode. For show notes and a place to send feedback, please visit our website embodylove.me/intuitivegirls. Again, that's embodylove.me/intuitivegirls.